The Cogent Code Podcast, logical and convincing, a deep dive into the standards and rules we live by in today's society. I'm your host, Akil Bechtimba, and my co-host is Sia Parker. Welcome back to the Cogent Code Podcast. Today's episode is called Get Your Life Back. On this series of episodes, starting with this one, we're going to talk about our focus and about getting your whole entire life back. Feels pretty damn good now that we have seen some light at the end of the COVID death tunnel. (laughs) Thank you, Sia. Our last episode, we talked about becoming summertime fine. Hopefully you wrote that one out with us. Uh, This week, we are going to talk about the best advice we've ever received and how we either ignored it, applied it, or are still thinking about it. Did it help us get our lives together? Hmm. We're going to talk about advice from elders, friends, family, and even explore some advice that we have read and that we still carry on with us. Each week in the Get Your Whole Life series, we're going to talk about our own journeys in post-COVID general health, wealth, and other areas to show what steps we took to get us where we are today and even explore what some of the experts had to say. Let's get into it. So in the Urban Dictionary, um, there are several definitions of get your life back where it says get your life back. There's just a lot of ways you can say it, but it's an expression one makes when someone makes a comment or does something contrary to what you believe is acceptable. This expression was made popular by Tamar Braxton on Braxton Family Values. Another way of saying it is like knock it off or cut it out and is short for getting your life together because you are obviously going insane if you believe that. Like if you say something, then we'd like get your life. But for the purposes of our show today, we are going to define it as getting it all the way together in life because you are still here and you have a chance to. Because the COVID death tunnel is, at least COVID will still be around. I don't think we're eradicating it. But I do think that if you get a vaccination, there is some light that you actually, you could get sick, but you won't die, right? Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. Uh, So we hope so. I, um, I think it was another cool thing about, you know, this topic and, you know, Sia was, uh, gracious enough to get us rocking on this. Um, but I, I think the the thing that's different from the whole get your life definition for us is that uh, we added the whole part in there, right? The W-H-O-L-E, whole part of you. Uh, and, that, and I think that that's important because there are so many different aspects of getting your life together, right? Not just, yeah. not just health, not just wealth, not just one or the other. It's the whole package. So Let's talk about that. I, I love that you uh, added the whole into that. So what is your definition of getting your whole life together? I think that's it's exactly the way we started. I think it's it's about, you know, health, wealth, uh, you know, mental health, uh, you know, so your total health, um, obviously physical and, and, and fitness and good nutrition and all that good stuff. But I think it's also, you know, um, touching base and, and getting closer with family. I think it's, you know, making sure that you're, you know, you're watering your grass. I think it's your oil change on your car. I think it's, you know, all those things. I think it's all the things that, that you know, that make your life um, work smoothly 
efficiently, effectively, and, you know, absolutely make you a better person. What about you? So interestingly enough, I have a website that's called Get Yo Life, right? And the reason I started the website was um, when my son uh, left for college, Mm-hmm. I really didn't know what to do with my life, right? I had not realized how much of my life had revolved around his sports or uh, around his stuff, uh, his right. life, you know, uh, cooking for him and making sure, you know, you know, I was cleaning and all of the things that I did as a mom. And I realized when he went to college, I had moved to a new place, right? I, had, I lived in Los Angeles. So I moved to San Diego, but um I really didn't know what my life was about anymore. I mean, I worked, right? And I worked a lot. Um, and I had, you know, hobbies like, you know, I like to go to, you know, when when COVID had us before COVID, pre-COVID, we'll say, because right, we've been in right. it a year now. Isn't that crazy mm-hmm. a year? That is. I, I would go like, I like to exercise at group classes. So I'd go to Soul Cycle. I had a membership to a boxing gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to do that, right? Those kind of things. And I like to do like, um, I'm a little crafty. Like I like to do crafting things and stuff like make soaps or like candles or things like that. Right, right. But, but I really didn't have that many hobbies like that I could think of. And I had so much time. Mm -hmm. Right. So now I had to like reinvent myself, like figure out how to get my whole life, right. (laughs) Get my whole life back. So I know we're at different stages, right. Cause you're not an empty nester yet. But for me, it was really looking at the areas of my life that I probably had not paid attention to or ignored. Right. Um, And, figure out what path um, I was going to take. So I started that website kind of looking at like how to advise people to go from maybe being parents into like a empty nesting type of scenario, right? Where you had to figure out like, what are your hobbies? And I even went so far as to when I moved here, uh, there was an app, there's an app called meetup. Mm -hmm. And so I don't make, Like I have the same friends from high school or like a long life. I've picked up friends, but I have long-term friends. Like you and I have been friends forever, but I, I don't really like pick up that many, you know, in new places. I'm not necessarily as outgoing. So I, I joined this meetup thing. It was so interesting. And then I would meet up with people. Right. And that that meetup and that meetup thing wasn't, is it, if I remember hearing about it correctly is like, you know, people meet up to go golf or people meet up to go hike or that people meet up and go do things like that. Is that what it is? That what that is? Yeah. So like I met up with um, so I wanted to find African-Americans in San Diego. Right. And so okay. I, I found a group of girls um, and some of them had just moved here. So it was very cool. Uh, there were there was like different meetup events for this, gr- like my best girlfriends, it was called. And you basically would meet up to go to the movies. Sometimes they would pick a movie and everybody would show up and go to the movie together. So you'd meet in Mm -hmm. front, go to the movies, and then you might go to dinner. Um, They had one that was like a vision board that you would meet up and go do vision vision board. They had like a cocktail hour, you know, um, like where you could all go out and get cocktails together. So it actually was pretty cool. Um, I'm a little introverted, so it was it was a little bit of a stretch for me, you know, to be able to go to these meetups. But what I liked about it is that it was helping me 
get out of that empty nesting and be interesting people that I wouldn't ordinarily connect with. So um, it was just a part of getting, getting my life back, but, but that's why I started the website. No. And I think the website is cool. And and it's interesting because there's a lot of people, I mean, we're getting to the age where, um, you know, if people had, if you had your children in your twenties, you know, uh, friends, family, or whoever, if you had your children in your twenties, you are facing that, you know, that empty nest, situation. I know a few people that, um, that have, so I, I'm wondering when you were, you know, besides kind of reaching out on your own, did you receive any advice, um, about what to do with yourself or did you kind of just go at it on your own? Well, you know, um, I didn't really receive any advice necessarily, like they, you know, people would be like, well, now you have time for you. You know, people right, say like the cliche right. things, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't, you know, people were like, well, just go out and figure out what you like to do. But I, it's easier said than done. I, I think, right. uh, especially because, um, you know, like I luckily am introverted, like I said, and I, so I like to be by myself. I'm very content. Like I, um, we'll go out on the weekends and I like to go to bookstores. I know I'm going to turtle totally mm-hmm. sound like a nerd, but I'll, I'll go to a bookstore for hours and I yep. will pick up books. I'll read magazines. I'll like, like I'll pick up books and like go through them and get good advice or take a picture mm-hmm. of a page that I really like. And I'll write notes and stuff like that. Right. Um, right. So, but I like to do that. And that's an activity you could do by yourself. Right? Sure, but sure. I, but I also have a friend. I have one girlfriend. She lives in LA. We used to do it together. She used mm-hmm. to like to do that too. She she's a, she writes books. She's an author. So of course it makes total sense that she Absolutely. would like to do it with me. But I, you know, I didn't get any advice other than make time for you. But what I was really looking for in that opportunity in that moment is figuring out what exactly it would be that I do like. And by reaching out to other people, I was thinking maybe I'll like some of the things that they like too, right? Mm -hmm. Because maybe there's some new interest that I don't really know is that exciting until I meet somebody who does it. Like I know how to crochet because one of my ex-boyfriend's parents, she crocheted. So she taught me how to crochet. And then I like crocheting, you know what I mean? So I was thinking the same vein, like, but but as far as advice, most of the time, um, people just say, well, you get an opportunity to really learn what you like. And to your point, I had my son when I was about 24. So right. I'm still a young adult. I'm still not that old. Right. And so, right, of course. So now it's like he's 21 now. And so it's like I'm still I still can go do hip things, you know, like go to That's concerts right. and stuff like that. But but it's not revolving around him and his sports and what he's doing. And then he went to college away from me, which right. also gave me a lot of extra time to figure out what I wanted to do. Cause he wasn't even around to go visit either or do laundry right, or right. come back. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so I find it in, I find that interesting because, um, you know, for me, I'm, so I'm half, I have a half of an emptiness coming soon. Um, my daughter is entering her senior year in high school and I've been thinking about it and I'm wondering, you know, obviously, because I have uh, a younger daughter. And so, I, you know, we got a good middle school and high school still left for yeah. her. So you're not won't be no empty, won't be empty nesting anytime soon. But what I do find is, is the difference in that relationship. And 
you know, and as as with the older with my older daughter and and how um, the difference of that relationship is so apparent now. And I'm wondering, you know, since this is this is us talking about, obviously, advice that we've received, but I'm wondering about advice that you've given to others who are either entering or um, who are also experiencing kind of that that empty nest and 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 not so much just the fact that it's empty nest, but the fact that they have more time for themselves or to focus on themselves and what, you know, what advice would you give um, kind of experiencing it or having experienced it for the last couple of years? I would say be fearless about kind of like, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Get out of your comfort zone. And um, if you're single, you know, I know a lot of people, especially from our generation, if I'll say, well, use a dating app or try a dating app, like I would be so far from that situation, but I have tried a dating app before and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, right? I, I met some cool people or at least one cool person. I wasn't really on there that long because I met somebody very quickly, but but um, but the thing is, is I think you got to be a little bit fearless or that meetup situation, right? Mm-hmm. Be fearless, try things. If you don't know what you like anymore, because you did spend a lot of time revolving your life around your, your child That's or your right. kids, right. make sure you try things to see if you like it. Right. Because like, I always thought I'd like boxing. I did turbo kickboxing when I was younger. That's how I yeah. would stay in shape. <laughs> right. So I discovered that I actually liked boxing boxing not boxing with a other person but with the bag yeah right yeah. so then i tried it i really liked it so then you know that's yeah. what I, my new new hobby is so try things be fearless get out there do what would do you know do things that you wouldn't have thought that you'd like and you never know that right. would be my advice no i think that's good and and the, you know like i think the key if we're talking about takeaways definitely is the be fearless and get out of your comfort zone because i think that that you know, like you said, when when while you're in it, your your focus is on, you know, whatever is attached to your kid. And now that now that you have some room, there's some some likes and some things that you may discover that you never even could have imagined being, you know, kind of part of your your makeup, you know, and you're at, getting I mean, your life. Yeah. Look at we're podcasting. Right. Who knew? Yep. Yeah, that this would be something that we would do as I mean, we could say it's a hobby slash, you know, our side hustle profession, although we're not hustling yet. But but you know what I mean? It's it's something that we just tried. And we ended up, you know, liking it and have kind of a group now. So you never know. Great example. So so out of out of all the people, because, you know, we've we've both been uh, had had the benefit of knowing uh, a lot of people. And, and I think one thing that we've always been very much alike about is really respecting our elders and getting, you know, advice and kind of just being students of, you know, whatever the game is, right? Whether it be business, whether it be just life in general, whether it be the movement, you know, um, and and those kind of things. Who would you say you you receive the most advice from or the well, most I- useful advice from maybe? You know, it's interesting because I've received a lot of advice from a lot of wise people, I would think, you know, I would say, like, my mom is um, Asian, but she's from mm-hmm. Guyana, but she has a lot of very, uh, you know, uh, 
Asian proverbs she would always say as I was growing up and or Eastern just advice. Philosophy. Yes, Eastern, yes. And she would give it to me and I would be like, okay, what the heck does that mean, right? <laughs> but as I grew up, I, you know, I realized that some of the things she would say made ter- perfect sense. Like, you know, she, this is not East, you know, Eastern philosophy, but she would say, you know, kill two birds with one stone or sure. hand wash one hand, make hand come clean. Right. Basically she had all of these teach a man a fish, all of these things yes, she would yes, tell yes, me yes. where as I got older and I could see now what she was saying in the advice that she was giving. Um, so she was pretty influenced influential and giving advice, even though it came in like a proverb or some kind of Mm -hmm. like strange way. And I say them too now. Uh, But I also would give big ups to my aunt and uncle, my aunt Noli and my uncle Bert. Um, They were really wise, you know, as you know, they were part of the the movement in the past and Mm -hmm. just were really um, influential in, um, in my early adult life um, as far as they advised me to stay in school, no matter how hard and grueling it became. Obviously I had a child in my junior year of college and they just Mm -hmm. encouraged me to stay the course. And because my aunt um, had done it herself in ways and, and was able to, you know, finish school, even though she was a mother of three, um, it was very, her advice was very inspiring. And I knew that I could do it because I saw her do it. Right. I mean, not. Right. I didn't really see her do it because I was too young. Right. <laughs> right, right. But I right. saw that no, she did do it. Right. And I yeah. know, knew that she did it. So I knew, like, I can do this. Like, this is right. not impossible, even when I wanted to give up. And, you know, now that advice I've passed to my son because... He, at times, some of his his friends didn't go to college. That wasn't their mm-hmm. path. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to either. Like, if all your friends aren't going to college and you're the only one that's going to college, it was something that I think he, you know, would determine that he didn't want to do. And I was like, listen, I'm going to give you some advice. I was like, and, and, and this is going to be really interesting to you, not right now, but 20 years from now. I said, if you just stay the course... And you get out and you get a degree at 22, you are going to have those friends that didn't want to go to college in 20 years regretting that they didn't go to college. And they're going to either try to do it again or start it over at some point between your 22nd year when you already have a degree and your 44th year. And you are going to have it so far behind you. It's going to seem like a distant memory. So just stay the course. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he doesn't, you can't see what you can't see. Like, even when your parents are like, oh, high school is the best time of your life. And you're like, yeah. really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it really depends on the person. I um, I, I think looking back, um, you know, I'm one to uh, always, I've always been about soaking up game, right? Just soaking it up from wherever it's come from. And, you know, it's come from, from r- really, um some places that were completely unexpected, you know, it's come from people from different age, uh, different ages, different, you know, different stations in life, all of that. And, and, you know, I'm very much about hum being humble enough to accept and to soak it up. Right. And to not be, I remember somebody told me a long time ago, you know, Hey, you know, I like him, you know, pointing me out. Like, I like 
you know, because I always was in the cut, you know, I'm just in the cut. I'm soaking it up. I'm observing. Um, and that's the thing. So, you know, some of the people that I really, you know, definitely um, I got some from your folks. I got some from, you know, I mean, my parents um, were, you know, incredible. My mom had, you know, had definitely had was a, was an example of strong and, and given strong advice. And she was definitely not holding her tongue anytime. So I got advice that I didn't ask for half the time. My dad, you know, was very wise about how he gave advice. And his whole thing was, you know, I can tell you, I'm give you everything I got. You, what you do with it is on you. Right. And, and um, so I listened to some of it. Some of it is just resonating now, you know, I'm 47 years yeah. old and, and there were some things that I know. And I remember him telling me from the, when I was 20 or, or even younger sometimes. And now I'm like, Oh gosh, okay. I got it. Now I'm trying to apply it now. So there's different places. I mean, I, I remember, um, you know, spending time with Geronimo Pratt and getting, you know, advice from him and getting advice from, I mean, it just, it just, you know, throughout my life, I, I got an opportunity to, you know, and, and not very many people know this, but I got t- a, an opportunity to spend some time with um, Dr. Betty Shabazz. And I got time to spend time with, you know, Dick Gregory. And there was, I mean, there was, you know, there's a, you know, not to sit here and name drop all day, but just the fact uh, that there you were, are. as I, <laughs> as I look back, you know, there, there were, a lot of people who, you know, I got a chance to spend and just really sit and be quiet and listen to. And uh, and all of them kind of build who you are and make up. Um, but I've also been hard headed, you know, in my in my younger days and even hard headed sometimes to a certain degree in my now time. And so I think the key is that, you know, being humble enough to not only being still enough to not only listen but being humble enough to absorb and actually, you know, being, you know, letting it it resonate enough that you actually apply it. And I think that's one of the things that we talked about in our intro is, you know, did you did you you know, did you hear it? Did you apply it? Did you are you still sitting on it? You know, which are the which are the things that that's happening with the with the advice? And I think we can, you know, continue talking into specific so- areas. Yeah. So what are the main areas uh, that you think are important in life um, to to have together, right, mm-hmm. in order to have your whole life, right? What, what are the areas that you think if you were going to advise? And you know what? I, I'm so, you know, the, the other day I was sharing with you that um, I listened to the podcast sometimes just to check on it, like what we yeah. said in the car yeah. or somewhere else. And I was grocery shopping with my son and my son was like, man, why are you listening to yourself? Right. Like that. Yeah. But he, he but after he said that, he said, mom, he goes, if you do that when I'm in the car, like I really do plan to listen to this later. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to spoil it, which I thought was like so tight because this yes. question right here, you know, like what mer- main areas do you think are important in life to have together in order to have your whole life, I think is going to be a really dope situation for him to listen to later and think like, oh, these are the areas I need to have together to have a yes. good life. Yes. So what are they? What are they for you? Um, I think fundamentally they are, you know. You have to have good health in order to enjoy any of the rest of it. Right. So I think that, you know, advice that I receive and I'm trying to apply around, you know, good health, I think is is a key. And then for me right now, also the second one, um, second, my top two would be um, advice around good business. 
and I'm, you know, I am an entrepreneur. I'm out here, um, you know, building opportunities and building this business. And, you know, like anybody else, you make stumbles and you, you know, you don't, you don't know everything. And so you're, you're trying to learn and, and being able to, you know, listen to people, um, tell you some real heavy truths about either what you're not doing or what you should be doing, you know, and not just getting caught up in the, in the praise of your successes, uh, is key to, to, I think, growth in that area. So the two that I'm, I'm most focused on, I've been listening, you know, very intently on advice for are, you know, business and, and definitely my health. And, you know, that's why you and I are doing this, getting your life together, uh, especially on the health scene. Yeah. So I would agree. I think first of all, um, it's, you know, a health situation, but I think I wish I would have understood at a younger age, although I was oh, always sure. a, a workout queen. Like I've always worked out since I think I was 15 or 16. I've always done that because my mom did it. Right. So I watched my mom do it. So I did it, but, but I've always kind of done that. But what I think at now in my forties that I've come to see is that uh, the type of diet, the American diet and the type of things that are available to us mm -hmm. in abundance is not like if, if you just follow that and your genetics aren't going to support uh, that way of eating like pancakes and cupcakes mm -hmm. and all the things that you can right. eat, like it's really important to pay attention to the way you're eating it um, and how much you're eating um, and that you can't um, out exercise a bad diet. So health for sure is, is um, important. And then wealth, I think is really important to me. It became important to me in my thirties. I think mostly from being a single mom and, and struggling a bit uh, over time, just making sure that I invested. Um, I talk about this a lot and making sure that I, you know, paid attention to my credit score and didn't overextend myself in debt. And even like when I bought this house, you know, I got approved for a lot more than what I currently live in now. And the real estate agents wanted me to look at bigger houses, right? Bigger houses, more expensive houses, right? because right. they, they saw that I could afford it. And I was like, no, that's, I can't afford it. I can't afford that because I will be house poor and then my whole life will be yes. paying a mortgage and not, you know, um, living my life. Right. Which is, I love you know, that, you know, so I think, um, wealth, building wealth, making sure you're living more within your means than trying to mm -hmm. live up to somebody else's expectations. Um, super important. And then I think business, I would say too, like learning the lessons that I learned throughout my career in leadership and mm -hmm. how to be a good leader how to pay attention to other people, how not to lead by fear, but by, yeah. you know, by actually example and be having a shadow that people want to follow. Um, and then I think um, emotional and mental yes. uh, health as well, I think is super important and making sure that you honor yourself by saying no. Mm. That is excellent. That's probably some of the best advice, um, especially the last one that I've also gotten. And that is that is being able to say no. Um, I, and that's something I've struggled with for probably my entire life, still struggle with now. Um, but, you know, not 
not every yes is is in your best interest, right? Not every yes is is you know, and sometimes you end up exhausting yourself in a way that you're not able to apply your energy and your thinking and your mental capacity to the things that they that you need to, right? And so that I think that that's a key one. There was a couple little isms that you just threw out there that I I want everybody to make sure they get. One of them, what was the one you can't you can't exercise away a bad diet? Is that yeah. is that the one? That's a great one because I think that you hear people, you know, and and everyone has different bodies and have different metabolisms and all that good stuff, you know, but you know, you hear people, you know, I can eat anything and still, you know, keep this figure and keep this. Well, that doesn't apply to all of us. Right. Well, so, that doesn't not and sometimes only apply. we think that you can yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you think that you can um you can, you know, you can eat that burger, you can eat that, like you said, that piece of cake or that donut, and then oh, I'm just gonna go to the gym later. Well, it doesn't necessarily work that way, right? Well, I mean, yeah, and and I remember one person I knew, um, he had asked me about I loved I loved formerly loved Starbucks coffee with yes. like lattes, caramel brulee latte is like my jam. But like I would drink um the coffee every day, like he would know that I was doing that and he would, and then I would go to the gym and -hmm. I would do like a 30 minute or 40 minute exercise class. And I remember one time he was like, how many calories do you think you burned in that class? And I was like, I don't know, 450. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I'm going for 45, 60 minutes, you know? Yeah, Yeah. And then he was like, do you know that all you did in that class was burn off that latte? You're like, damn. That's hard. And I was like, that's hard to hear. Right. But it's true. It was true what he was saying. Yeah. Like I literally was exercising for that latte, but that didn't account for the cheeseburger or whatever else I had in the day, which I wasn't exercising right. off. Right. It was just that's staying right. wherever. But but I, I didn't, you know, I obviously kept drinking my lattes. I didn't care. But but it, see, so I got mm-hmm. like it's some advice. I was like, curve that. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But uh, but at least we brought it to light. And I now obviously I think about it now that maybe there was a point to that advice. Right. Anyway. So um, so you 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 mentioned wealth being being one. And, you know, we talk about advice we receive versus advice that we get. So on the wealth on the wealth piece. Um, and we've talked about this a little bit in some of our previous podcasts when we've talked about investing and different things like that. But um, wealth advice, what would you what would you say is some of maybe the best one or two um, best pieces of wealth advice that you've received? Um, I think that um, there's there's a couple of things I haven't conquered all of them, but everybody knows I like Dave Ramsey. That's I right. think one thing is. Um, to be on a budget. I think um, what's happened to us now that we don't pay things in cash is that cards are so accessible out of your purse. You just swipe your card and you're taking money out of your account, but you don't really realize. And sometimes, you know, people who overdraft and stuff like that don't even realize that what they've bought online or as many times as they swipe their card, they're depleting because there is no budget to what they spend, right? They know mm-hmm. they have money in the account. So they just do that. And then maybe you have a big bill that hits you, 
you know, like today I was cleaning the garage and I was doing something and I noticed that the water heater, there was wetness around the water heater. Right. Luckily I have a warranty and, but I had already um, done like a valve replacement not too long ago Mm -hmm. for $6.99. And now I saw some water and I was like, oh no, now I'm going to have to replace the entire water heater. Right. Yep. So, um, but had I just kept swiping, you know, like, and, and it is going to cost some money. I don't know. I have a warranty, right. but I don't know how much it's going to cost. The thing is, is that you, you may not be making room for expenses that could be quite large, right? Some water mm-hmm. heaters cost over $3,000 to, to sure. replace. Right. So I think it's like learning that there needs to be a budget there and really understanding what that means. You don't spend every dollar in your account. You have some save right. for a rainy day. Right. Um, and, and Dave Ramsey, um, recommends that you start with a thousand dollars in your uh um once you have a thousand dollars saved then you can pay down your debt because Mm -hmm. you will always like most um, emergencies are usually around a thousand dollars 7.99 or whatever on average so if the it most people don't even have that much saved in an account. So when emergency happens, they leverage themselves with credit and other things, which then ends up paying, you end up paying whatever your finance rate is against right. that debt. And if you don't pay it off right away, you actually are paying probably two times what it would have cost if you just had the money saved. So I that's one thing I learned and then paying yourself first. Yeah. So, you know, uh, one thing I do when I get raises is I put that percentage into my um, 401k or my mm-hmm. IRA because I was already living be- be within my means right. and I didn't know th- the extra money anyway. I didn't even mm-hmm. know it because I was living within my means. So if I just invest it, then I never know what's there in the first place. But That's once right. you see it or you have the extra money, no, I love that. And you and know, I it's there. The... So... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, no, 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 I was, I was going <laughs> to, okay. Double Dutch. You can go. Yeah. No, go. <laughs> okay. No, I was just, I, I was actually going to praise um, something you said earlier, because I think that, um, and, and it's something that I think we've done here as well. And that, and you said it earlier and, and I think that people, you know, when we're talking about wealth or we're talking about just, you know, just even making it is that whole premise around living, you know, within or, even under your means, right? And the fact that you mentioned that your uh, your realtor was saying, "Hey, you know, you can get, you know, you can get this. You know, why don't you get this? Why, and why are you only, you know, why are you looking in this range? Why are you looking?" And the fact that you were like, "Look, I know what I want. I know what I need, and I don't, I don't, you know, and I'm not going to hit my cap, right?" And so, I think that that's incredibly important because I think most people, just generally speaking. They'll say, you know, I'm approved for this much and they'll go after that, you know, that that top number. And sometimes I'm approved for this month and then let me this much and let me see if I could even get smidget Mm -hmm. more or I can go, you know, and they go over um, what we did, you know, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally. But what we did um, is we went off of one of our income. Right. Mm-hmm. So we we Smart. saw, you know, as a as a married couple, as a shared, you know, as a dual income house, we were like, OK, what what could we get approved for under just one of us? And then and then use that as our kind of guideline around what we 
what we purchased and we and we we did very you know very, did very well with our we had a good realtor and we did very well with our um, with the purchase of our home and we've we've you know it's increased the value considerably since even since then but the bottom line is that we you know if one of us didn't have a job or one of us lost a job or there was anything that happened, you know, especially not knowing COVID was coming. So this is a few years ago, you know, things like this happening. Um, we were able to, you know, not miss a beat and not miss, you know, not miss payments or not be in a position where we were strained um, because of that. So I think that, you know, I think that's a really key thing because I live in a place um, and I think LA, you know, I know you're in San Diego, but I think LA is kind of like this too. Um, it's front city, right? So, I think Atlanta is one of the one of the Atlanta metro area is one of the places with the top foreclosure rate, top car repossession rate, you know, and it's because exactly people are are, you know, are getting into loans that they can't maintain. And and most of it is because, you know, they're trying to either keep up with the Joneses. Oh, don't you know, keep up with them. Or the Johnsons or whoever they we don't we, we don't even know who they are. We we that's have right. no idea that's who right. they are. Yeah. So I think that yeah. that's a that's a key point when we talk about wealth or, or just finances, period. And the advice that we've received and and definitely advice that we would give in that area. Yeah. So why do you think that these areas are important? Like why if if for these the the areas that we picked, why do you think that they're so important to getting your whole life? Um, because I think they feed everything else. You know, I think that, you know, we talk about health is wealth, right? Or, you know, we can, you can have, you know, everything in line. The stars can be in line. Everything can be aligned with wealth and you could have, but if you are ill, if you are not a, not here to enjoy it, then, you know, so I think that the health is, is one of ours, our shared ones. And that's why uh, it's so important because it feeds so many other things. And then the wealth, you know, um, you know, if you do have the health and you do have some some wealth or at least your finances are are manageable and straight, then you can really have an opportunity to really enjoy life your own and also make, uh, you know, an impact on others lives. And I think that, you know, that's the type of people that I know you and I are, um, mm-hmm. you know, very much not selfish. And so the better we're doing, the better kind of our community is doing, the better our family is doing you know, and that kind of thing. And so I, I think that those are, those are what, that's why those two are the top choices. So I a- answered this kind of, cause just naturally it happened that Barbara Wong is like Confucius, right? But, yes, yes. but what, what's the best advice that you've gotten in these areas or from your parents or a parent? Um, I think it's interesting. Um, my mom is a, is a retired nurse. So, mm-hmm. Health wise, um, you know, we were very, very, I'll tell you this, we were, you know, very, very fortunate to have her health wise because all through our growing up time, she kept us incredibly healthy. We ate, you know, nutrition was on point and we were all athletes. So, and she's you know, a great part cook. Of it, and she's, yeah, she's an amazing cook. But, but she was so focused on making sure that, I mean, meticulous about us getting certain amount of vitamins in our food. And it was all, I mean, we didn't have supplements and I don't remember taking a bunch of, you know, uh, multivitamins and all that stuff as a, you know, I just know that we, she made sure that we got what we needed from the food that we ate. And a lot of it was fresh and natural and all this good stuff. And we didn't, this is all before the, you know, organic craze and the, you know, and the healthy eating and raw food and all this. She made us do that growing up. So what I will say about that is that, 
is that when I got to my 20s and I got to, you know, the age where where I was kind of in responsible for my own, thank goodness I had that foundation because I didn't do right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Once I got into those into a certain segment of my life, you know, I just I didn't I didn't do the I don't know if it was a rebellion. I don't know what it was, but I just didn't do right. And thank goodness that she did what she did as far as that part goes. Um, and that's the reason why I'm as healthy as I am right now, I think, because it definitely wasn't my own doing during a, a segment of my own life um, on the on the financial part. Um, that's more recent because I think that I didn't get very good advice or maybe no advice, or maybe I didn't hear it or listen to it growing up. Um, but more recently I've gotten really great advice from my dad, you know, about mm -hmm. investing and about, you know, things like that. And then I listen to, you know, I, I, you know, every, talking to you and, and the advice that you give and, and things that you tell me to go and look up and just friends and colleagues and other people. Um, I have some, uh, an investing partner who, um, who is, you know, amazing on the stocks and we every week we are in you know going after the same stuff and he's you know he does he has the time or has at least has the know-how to to investigate you know the right things and he'll get me you know he'll kind of share what he's doing and i make decisions on whether i mirror what he's doing or i do other things but um you know i was kind of surrounding myself with people who are more like-minded in those areas and um and so those are kind of the best the best advice you know like i said before i've gotten you know just at being good people being a good person you know being revolutionary minded being you know all these and there's a number of people that i've gotten all really great advice but around health and around money at this point those those are kind of my sources I think you make an excellent point. And I think that for people of color, a lot of times we don't learn these things from our families, not that mm -hmm. they wouldn't have taught it to us if they had it. But a lot of times people are living paycheck to paycheck and they're mm -hmm. trying to survive, right? So they might not have learned the best ways to do that. So for me, my mom um, was very interesting in the fact that she was an educator. So she always would shove books my way about finances, anything that mm -hmm. she couldn't teach me, she would um, basically get me to get the advice elsewhere. So I think that that's an important piece of advice. If you know that there's a deficiency um, from your main source of, um, of uh, advice, you know, that mm -hmm. there is so much information at your fingertips. And as long as you seek it out, you know, and follow it, right. Yeah. There's a reason yeah. somebody's a millionaire. Right. And so you That's need right. to understand what that is. And then on the flip side with the health part, I really think that one thing important that you said is that your mom was a nurse. And so she fed you good food, healthy mm -hmm. food, but a lot of um, urban areas, right. Are, are, um, concrete jungles basically yeah, deserts. and they're food deserts. They're, des they're food deserts right mm -hmm. and so you're getting like the only store you have is a corner store and they may not have a produce section or right. fresh foods um so i think it's really important for um if you you know aren't having the access mm -hmm. to that now there are different ways that you can get food to your homes right Mm -hmm. Um, and also, um, even if you can't get fresh foods, you know, even frozen vegetables and other things, um, although they're not the best nutrition, they're not the worst either. At That's least you're right. getting it in there. And I just public service announcement, cause I always like to do this is yes, that indeed. 
Iceberg lettuce has no nutritional value whatsoever. So because you're getting lettuce on your burger doesn't mean you're getting vegetables. That's right. And you know, what's interesting for kind of along that same line. um, I have been going to this, uh, this place in Atlanta. Um, It's, I think it's called your vitamin lady or something to that effect. Um, but, But the point is, is that they, everything that they, they provide, um, whether it be supplements, whether it be, it's all natural, first of all. Um, but it is based off of your, um, blood type. So, you know, if you, you know, you have to go in there with your blood type and then they'll kind of put together a, um, you know, a package for you based off your blood type. And it's interesting because, you know, thinking about, like you said, um, those things that we used to eat growing up that, you know, you know, there's certain vegetables and certain things. And depending on your blood type, you, it's not on your should list, right? Like mm-hmm. I've, you know, you know, tomatoes have a lot of um, vitamins Acid. in there, like, you know, but yeah. I was told that tomatoes are not, are not good yeah. for me. So, yeah. you know, kind of seeking that information. And I think the benefit that we all have, and you mentioned this a second ago, the benefit that we have today, as opposed to, you know, years ago, is that you can look up everything. <laughs> you know, you can, you can definitely seek information. Um, and you should, you should be careful about your sources. Check, but, yes, check the source. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you should, but, but there's information out there for you to find, you know, your best, um, you know, best options for your, your situation and the health that you're trying to reach. So I think that's great advice. Okay. So what, what's the best advice you've gotten from a friend? Hmm. That is, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> best advice that I've gotten from a friend. I, um, uh, I don't know. I think, I think the best advice that I've gotten from, you know what, one of the, I, I just thought of it. One of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten from a friend was, um, stop looking for, um, stop looking for, it's not recognition. Um, but it was, it was more just around, you know, acceptance on a, you know, certain level. And it, and it was a, it was a trip because I've always been pretty looking for what? A certain level of acceptance. And, and I'm, I'm not using, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for the exact word, but I'll tell you what it meant, what he, what he meant by it. Um, what he meant by it was, you know, and I, and I felt it more strongly as I became an entrepreneur than anything. And that was, um, you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, kind of make relationships and create relationships and, and, and you're, you're, you want to, you know, you want to show people that you are capable of doing these things. You want to, you know, kind of sell your wares to a certain degree, but really kind of just, you know, having people understand what you bring to the table. And at some time, and sometimes that can, you can do too much with that. And, you know, and his thing was really around, Hey, you know what you, you, you know, what you do, you know, how good you are at what you do, you know, the, you know, you know, the, your, your capabilities across you know, certain, um, certain topics and certain, uh, you know, business lines and all this, you're, you're good at all this stuff. Just do it. You so know, it just, was be about, for, just be about it. Go ahead. So it was stop looking for acceptance. 
Maybe it was something like that. And I, and I, 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 like I said, I wish that I could remember the word. You kind of put me on the spot with the question. And I, and I oh, think it's okay. a great I, question. I think it's a great question, but I'm, and I, so I'm not thinking about the word. And if I think about it later on in the, okay. in our conversation, I'll come up with it, but it was definitely just about being you and being confident in who you are and what you bring to the table. And so I think that that was, uh, that was the key of that, that advice. What about you? So I've got two things. I had a mentor tell me something similar. So you sparked that to me. Um, oftentimes I've, uh, you know, I've really, uh, you know, there's some statistics that say that women only go for a job that they believe they have hundred um, percent credentials to do. And men go for a job based on the potential that they have the credentials to do all of it. If they have 60%, they'll go for the job anyway. Um, And what's important, what's interesting about that is that I've gone for jobs sometimes where I wasn't a hundred percent. I didn't have a hundred percent just because of confidence. And I remember one of my mentors, his name is Jim. He he was helping me prep for a, a director role that I was looking for. And I was, you know, doing a 30, 60, 90, and I had this deck prepped Mm -hmm. and, you know, and he was like, um, he said, listen, stick to what you know. Yeah. The areas of the deck that you don't really know, state what your plan is, but don't lean on them and don't emphasize them because the experts in the room are going to smell that. That's right. So, so he said, stick to what you know, and what you know is that you're a great leader. Mm-hmm. And so the area that you're strong in, plus what you know about leadership will carry you through the interview. And that's where you go in that way. And I've seen people who I've interviewed who will not do that. Right. And I'll, right. I'll catch them on a question and I'm more of an expert in that area. Maybe that mm-hmm. question I asked. And so mm-hmm. then they end up like showing that they don't know it and then I won't give them the job. Whereas if they just stuck to what they knew and said, well, you know, I don't know that, but I would do this, this, and this to learn it. Or I would hire somebody that's smarter than me or whatever your answer with, then I'd be like, Oh, okay. That's a, that's a good answer. So that was great advice. Then the other one that I wanted to share that was really good advice was a friend of mine told me the only thing that you can never get back is time. Wow. That is true. So when somebody spends their time with me, mm-hmm. right, or I spend my time with somebody, I really value that because you can't, that's the one thing you can never get back, right? You're never going to be able to rewind that day to get back that hour that you spent or a couple of hours. So I think that that was really great advice. And I think that when people start to analyze like, oh, this person didn't care about me or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, people get down on things mentally. If you look back at it and you really think about how much time and effort that person put forth to you, then they gave you a really precious gift because they're never going to be able to get that back. So maybe you should reevaluate the way you're looking at the situation. So that was really good uh, advice that I got from a friend. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good friend. Um, And I think the time one is is huge. And uh, and that's been a lesson that I've also uh, that I've had to learn. Um, Not that I have, you know, that I devalue time, but um, but I try and fit too many things into time sometime or into a certain amount of time. And then therefore, I, I have frustrated people throughout the years because 
I am, you know, I'm not on You're time. Not present. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or, or I'm yeah. not present, you know, and and yeah. uh, and that's come around, you know, to bite me sometimes. But it's a lesson learned, and you know, and and the thing is that my intention is always, you know, I I, I have integrity, I have you know ethics. My intention is always very pure and and positive. Um, and so I think that also is one of the, you know, if I was to give advice and I, and, you know, I have a career of giving advice, advice, excuse me, to especially the youth, um, is that you have to be able to accept, uh, when someone is checking you, right. When someone is, you know, is, is, is telling you, Hey, listen, this is, you know, and, and this has no age limit, by the way, <laughs> you know, that, that, you know, hey, you, this is something that that I observed about you or this is something that I see that you could work on or improve upon. And, you know, you got to be able to hear it and you got to be able to take it and apply it, you know, or, or save it for later or whatever you're going to do with it. But you definitely got to be able to hear it. And if it's coming from someone that, you know, is genuine with you, then it's it's a it's a good thing. It's it's good advice regardless. You know, that same guy that I said was my mentor on that interview, uh, he told me also criticism is a gift. Absolutely. And and so I used to be like, oh, my gosh, no. You know, my ego just didn't really like that. And yes, yes. he had it written on the whiteboard in his office. And when he would um, he would share with me um, advice or, you know, like something he recognized that I was doing in, in, in a meeting, maybe I wasn't focused or whatever, mm-hmm. and he would tell me. Mm-hmm. If I would get defensive and want to defend myself, he would point to it on the board. That's excellent. And then I'd be like, oh, gosh. Okay. Got me. Got me. I got you. I got, yeah, absolutely. But that's right. But that, you so know, on your list, yeah. And on, and on the list that you, you know, that we, um, you know, prepared for for this conversation, um, you know, we talked about health. We talked about finance. You you I'm glad you brought time into the into the fold because that's a huge one. And like you said, you can't get time back. Uh, we talked about friendship business. Um, but the one thing that you that you just mentioned about how um, how fragile sometimes our egos can be and how sometimes it's really hard to hear advice, um, you know, and that's the vulnerability part. Right. Because yeah. it makes us feel vulnerable. It makes us feel, you know, like we're not on our square sometimes or that we're, you know, and and sometimes that that false security that we felt before we heard that advice is really exactly that. It's false security, you know, and if you don't make yourself vulnerable enough, and I, I said humble throughout this conversation, but if you don't make yourself vulnerable enough to hear it, then you can't improve or change the situation. Yeah, you know, I think one of the the journeys we're having in this podcast um, exploration we're doing here is is that there's power in vulnerability, and there's yeah. people relate to you when you when you expose that, right? When you when you show them that, like I I think when I was listening to the Love podcast just yeah. today, I was listening to it in my car, and one of the things we said was about fear. And about how people don't say what they need to say because they're fearful that someone doesn't feel the same way Mm -hmm. or they don't, you know, they're not going to return the the feeling. And, you know, when I was thinking about that and I was thinking about vulnerability, it's how will you ever know if you you ever know? That's right. if, If you don't open up and say, this is how I feel now. 
if the person rejects you, which is your ego is going to get hurt, right? right? right. Your feelings are going to get hurt, but you're not going to waste any more of that precious time. Yeah. And, and, but it's also, I think that, you know, um, we talked about, you know, throughout this and I know we're wrapping up soon, but we talked about all the people and kind of, you know, from different angles that we've received advice from that we respect the advice from. Right. Um, what do you think about those that, you know, or, or maybe the question is, has there been people or have there, there been people who freely offered advice to you that you were like, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not, yeah, yeah, we go, we go put that advice in the round, in the round file. We need to, that advice goes in the round file. I'm not accepting that advice right there. Well, here's the thing. If I don't believe you're a genuine person, if I don't think that your heart's in the right place, if I think you're coming at me from a, a place of jealousy, or if I feel it's a place of envy, or if I feel like you're you're not really here to help me, you're more here to, you know, put obstacles in my way. It's not that I won't listen to your advice because it could be good advice, but I am going to take it with a grain of salt, or I'm going to either check it with somebody that does care about me. Like, I'll be like, Hey, do you think that this is true? Because criticism is still a gift. So maybe you see something in just because you're not a genuine person, maybe you still see it, but I'm going to go to somebody who's genuinely looking out for my best interest to double check that, that what you're saying to me is, is a true statement or anything that I need to self-examine. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And if they say no, or if the people I poll say no, then that advice goes right in the trash. Right, right. Right. I'll be like, bye to that. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, and, and I think from what you're saying, you know, I mean, there may be at least at least when you do feel like you can listen to it, there may be pieces of it that you can. It may not be the whole package of the advice, but it may be a piece or two. But what's funny is and the reason why I brought that up is that I read a uh, a quote or a meme or whatever it was um, earlier today. And it was it was said something about don't take financial advice from somebody who's broke. Right. So I think so I think that it's I think that it's it's about, you know, also about taking advice. You know, if if the if the advice giver doesn't they don't practice the advice that they're giving, then, you know, then maybe you should, you know, side eye that joint. It's just like, you know, when I have have had relationship issues. I try to go to somebody who has a solid relationship for advice versus then somebody who's a hot mess because not that they don't have something to give. They might, but if they, if they're not applying it or their situation's a hot mess, I'm not so sure that that's the right direction to go. That's right. That's right. So, So I'd rather have it from someone who's shown me that, uh, they have what it takes to, do that. Like I like people get relationship advice from me. And I always say this. I always say it. I'm like, <laughs> you put the disclaimer look, out there. <laughs> I'm a smart girl, but I am not an expert in this area. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And right. So I, I'll give you what I see from a, you know, neutral party, but doesn't mean that it's going to be the best advice ever. <laughs> That's real. So That's real. You, you got to just keep it like that. Okay. So, uh, you talked about, we talked about a little bit about being stubborn, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. and getting good advice and maybe not applying it until later. So, um, it, do you think that in this, cause we're, we're wrapping it up now, but do you think that we've covered things that you 
would want to have your kids know as far as advice? Or do you think that there is something that some a piece of advice that you'd like to pass along to them so that if they listen to this podcast later, like my son said he would yes, do, indeed. Yes, that they indeed. have it. So so what would what the, what would that be? You know what? That that is that is a great, great closing question. I think that um, you know, I think that the advice that I try and give, um, kind of a, just a basic level of advice that I try and give to my daughters is, is to fact is for them to be open, is them to, to not be closed to possibilities, not be closed to advice, not be closed to, and not, not, you know, and, and be open, open-minded, open ears, open heart, and to, you know, and to absorb, um, things. Um, on the other end, I'm, like I said, I, I'm a fan of game. So I try and have, you know, I try and feed them, which is with everything that I know. Um, but I think that the, the key is kind of going back to what, what my dad said. Um, you know, I can only give you advice. I can't make you do what I'm telling you that I think is the best for you to do. Right. And so, um, so if I was to give advice to my daughters, it would be, you know, to to apply things that you think. And sometimes that uh, that application is later on. Maybe it's situational. Right. But the bottom line is at least be open minded, open heart and and enough to to be able to absorb it. And that's you know, I think that's kind of generally speaking how I would. But it covers all of them. It covers the financial, the health, the wealth, you know, the whole mm-hmm. the whole gamut. So, yeah. I just want you to know, Barbara Wong would say you can bring a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. That's it's that's absolutely thing, right. right. That's absolutely yeah. right. Um. Anyways, um, <laughs> ode to my mom there. Yes, um, yes. For me, I think um, one great piece of advice that I want to uh, want Zion to have and stay with him is um, you should seek to understand, not to be understood. Right, and I think that. That to me is like a really deep uh, situation um, for anything that you're going through, right? Is is to seek understanding and not, um, you know, always need to be the person that is understood in a situation, right? Really um, taking a step back and understanding where that person is coming from or where right. what that situation is before you, you know, put your opinion out there. Because I think that. Um, we didn't get to this question, but there was a, there's a book called the mastery of love by Mm -hmm. Don, uh, Don Luis Miguel or Don Miguel Luis. Uh, and it basically talks about how most people walk around and all the things that have happened to them are like cuts Yeah, and that when you do something or say something like you're rubbing the salt in the cut, so it burns and that's why people behave in certain ways. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a reflection of you it's a reflection of their pain, right? Yeah. So if you're seeking to understand what something is about or where somebody's coming from, I think it makes it much easier for you to plot your next move or do what you're going to do with it, right? Because yeah. in, in, instead of coming from a place of like, understand where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. you're coming from a place of understanding. So that would be my other piece of advice I for think, my son. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I, I and just, you know, for all three of them, Zion and my two girls, um, your energy is super valuable. 
your yeah. body, your time, your power is super valuable and, you know, not everybody deserves it. So, oh yes, you know, be about that. Amen. And, uh, Amen to that. Amen to that. And on that note, thank you again for joining us on the pot, uh, the Coach and Code podcast and uh, peace out. Peace. I see the, 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 I see the,